You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kids and Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Now, folks, we are going to talk about Randa Perez's huge steal and the game winner. We're going to talk about, listen, as a Detroiter, I'm obligated to call her Babyface Ray. If you don't know who that is, look him up. But with that being said, we have a great friend of mine on the show. An excellent journalist who's been doing this thing in the triangle for longer than I've known what to do with this thing, Jonas Pope. How you doing, Jonas? I'm good, man. It's been a while. How are you? It it has been. I've been I've been good, man. I've been good. I can't complain. How has Bridgeport treated you so far? <laughs> Let me see. How do I want to answer that question? Oh Lord. Uh, oh Lord. G- give me the PG answer. Now we, we don't want to lose our clean rating on, on Apple Podcasts if it's been something crazy. No, nah, no, nah, Bridgeport has been fine. I, I, I will say there's been no no drama. But, man, I, I just – every time I step outside my hotel room, I'm wondering, like, how are they hosting a region here? No no disrespect, Bridgeport, but this ain't – come on, man. There's not a whole lot here to get to, to get into in your free time. I'll put it to you like that. Well, you I know what? Well, you know what? We're, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that because we're, okay. we're going to talk about what, how, how you have seen NC State perform so far. Uh, yeah. the, the fairness of the seeding or, or where the, the regional is and all that, as yeah. well as uh, what we expect in this upcoming game against UConn, where um, we are the only one seed. I believe all the one seeds made it to the Elite Eight. Am I correct there? Yes. Okay, and, and I believe we're the only one that's an underdog. So we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, as well. But first, we got to talk about what what – happened there as far as what we've seen out of state and the seed and all that. So let's talk about the, the way that this thing was broken out because honestly and truly, I feel like, and this is not no shade to UConn, no shade to, to any other university in that area. I feel like just having a regional in Bridgeport was nonsensical if you're from a standpoint of growing the game because you already captured that market. There's nothing else you can do with that market to make women's basketball more marketable. They have the dynasty of all dynasties regarding any sport. Right. In that region. Like, it, is it just me? Am I the drama for G- for thinking that they don't need any anything else there? No, it's not just you. Have you been on Twitter? It's a lot of state fans too. Okay. Um, all right. No, it's, it's I, I I said I said it yesterday. And I was like, this is this is a deal. Uh, maybe it's an under table deal. I'm just I'm being somewhat facetious here, but I was like, maybe this is an under table wink wink deal to be like, listen, we got to keep UConn happy. We got to keep Gino. He's he's he got to kiss his rings and keep him happy. That's why we keeping uh keeping this thing in Bridgeport because it's less than it's less than a hundred miles from uh stores. Uh, UConn's the number two seed, but state travel you know from from North Carolina to come play. Right. With number two seeds, you know, eighty miles from from their campus. But I mean, and the, the tricky part about it is when you when you are, when you're around here, it's nothing. It's not easy. Like you think regional finals or a host city, you think it's going to be convenient for people. It's a lot of restaurants. 
lot of attractions, a lot of things to do. You can be a whole city. Like, nah, that's 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 not the case. No, again, no disrespect to Bridgeport. People have been super nice here, but uh, I'm, it's been a head scratcher since I've been here. Why this site is hosting uh, a, a regional again? I agree, and you know, you know, another city that I feel like does need a regional because the women's tournament is already there. Greensboro. I say this all the time. Greensboro is a wonderful city. It is many, many great things to do out there. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should probably go to Jiho. Just you know, just have once. fun. Exactly, yeah. just once. Yeah. Have boy, fun. Yeah. Keep your wallet and belongings close to you. Don't leave them in a car with revealed windows. But that's another story for another time. I don't think that they should have one either because the women's ACC tournament is already there, which I'm like, all right, you've done what you can to capture that market. Now let's move on. Let's go to somewhere else that is not having these events, that is not having the the same amount of um, women's basketball. I don't want to say the word royalty, but the the same amount of, of prestigious events happening there. Let's have that. Let's get those those places a chance because you get the game in front of more new eyes instead of just saying, well, we already captured this, so let's keep building upon it. Let's just keep going back and going back and going back. It doesn't make sense to me. But now we're going to get into uh, – and, and another thing about the seeding is NC State was put in a position where they were going to potentially have one of two things happen, either three, um, three rematches in a row from second yeah. row all the way through uh, Final Four or – they were going to have two rematches that ended in uh, having to play UConn, which they, they got the latter of the two. So what have you seen out of state in these first two games, or in the first three games, rather, uh, so far in the tournament? Um, well, I, I think the first two games of Raleigh, we saw them just dominate and, and you know, really, you know, it, uh, expo- you know, put their will on their opponents, on, on weaker opponents. Against, Absolutely. Uh, Longwood and, and 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 Kansas State, we saw them do, uh, you know, what pretty they much whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, they, they took care of business and did what they were supposed to do as a number one seed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought yesterday um, against Notre Dame, we saw we saw what we've seen from State. You know, when their backs have been against the wall and they just have, they have no quit in them. You know, they they like even Gino Amaretta said. I know I just said his last name wrong. Oriama, but it's all right. Ariyama, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Well, that's embarrassing considering how long he's been doing this. Even Gino <laughs> said, even Gino said yesterday that um, you know, State had a million reasons to lose that game, and they just didn't. So they showed some grit. They showed some fight. They showed that they they won't they won't flinch in in the, in the face of adversity. And that 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 characteristic that quality is going to serve them well on Monday because you know they're going into the Lions Den, uh, playing playing uh. UConn right here in their own backyard. I mean, Elisa Kunane said it today. She mean she said what everybody's been thinking. Like this is a home game for for UConn. We don't we don't. Right. There's no doubt about that. But they said there's no pressure on us. You know we're we're we we've gone on the road and beaten number one teams, South Carolina, Louisville. You know at their place before to beat Indiana, a ranked team at their place this year. So mm-hmm. I don't think the outsiders it means a lot. But I think to the players it's not that big of a deal. So, so it's just another road game. With this time you win, you go to the Final Four. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and let me let me just go back for a second to talking about what happened uh, in the, the the previous games that we saw here. First round, I absolutely agree, uh, asserting your will fully. Second round, same thing. They Kansas State is a team that is Ioki, Ioki Lee or bust, and they Washington State laid out the blueprint to say this is how you stop that team because Washington State did effectively stop them 
It's just yeah. you also have to put the ball in the basket. That's the part of the game that Washington State forgot. Uh, yep. Maybe they could get a little running gun help from from their former coach Rolovich over there. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you know the, the whole uh, booster shot situation worked itself out. But that's another story for another time. So um, the the reality is that, like you said, two teams they they asserted their will in this game against Notre Dame. Olivia Miles was virtually unstoppable for a good chunk of the game. But I, I, I want to talk about something that I think I've been saying all year. And, and originally people were saying, oh, you're, you're being a little aggressive here, Ken. But as time is going on, folks have seen, particularly with the game where she shut Deja Kelly off the board, Kyle Crutchfield is one of the best defenders in the nation. One oh, of the sure. best in the nation. Yeah, I, I don't understand she didn't make uh, all defense for AC, all defense for ACC team. And that, again, Deja Kelly is first team all ACC, and she had her worst game of the season against who? Kai Crusher. Scoreless. Scoreless. Not a single buck. Not a single free throw. Not a nothing on the board. And the same thing happened with Olivia Miles because Olivia Miles down the stretch, she got hers at times. She got hers in a timely fashion here and there. But in that first half, it was like Olivia Miles was unstoppable, especially in that second quarter where Notre Dame did – I think they missed maybe one shot, maybe. And in that quarter, I'm, I'm thinking to myself the whole time, why is Kai Crutchfield not checking Olivia Miles? That yeah. needs to be – I understand that when you play with uh, a, a shorter lineup or, or Raina Perez for all the things that she does well offensively, she is naturally going to give you some uh, deficiencies on defense just because of her height. But – at the end of the day, if they're if, if the other team has a perimeter player that's cooking, oh, don't worry. I know what to do. Y'all don't, but I do. Hey, Kai, go get her. And that's what I think that's what Wes did in the fourth quarter, which it totally changed the tide of the game. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not wrong. And, you know, there are thousands of people on the Twitterverse who, who are agreeing with you. And once, you know, Miles had 21 points, but she had 15 in the first half. I mean, like you said, they put Kai on her later in the game, and she just was not as dominant as she was when she had uh, Diamond or Reyna or whoever was in front of her. So Kai, like I said, lockdown defender, one of the best defenders in the country, easily the best defender on, on NC State's roster. And she was the difference in the game yesterday, plain and simple. I mean, her, her, her offense, which she's not really known for, kept them in the game early. But in the, in the fourth quarter when it was winning time, you know, those steals and everything, she, she, she locked it down. Absolutely. And then we got to talk about speaking of steals, the huge play by Babyface Ray. Raina Perez with yeah. the steal, last second, steal and the bucket. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you've, okay. you've been in the triangle. You've known NC State sports for a lot longer than I have. Can you tell me, has there ever been a bigger play in that moment other than the surviving advance team? Have we ever seen a, a bigger play in that moment out of a, out of a state basketball player? Well, you know what's funny? The surviving advanced team, obviously, Derek Wittenberg, Lorenzo Charles, is the biggest play in school history. Mm-hmm. If you had to rank a top five plays, Rayner Perez will have two of those. Because, Absolutely. Because in, in the ACC tournament against Louisville, she had the game winning shot. Yes, ma'am. And then she had to steal. She had to steal yesterday. I think the steal yesterday was a little bit bigger because of what it means. It means a trip to the Elite Eight. But yeah, I mean, Rayner Perez has been here two years, and she already needs a, a statue outside of Reynolds because the smallest player on the court made the biggest play. Uh, yesterday, I tell you what's what's people are overlooking not only the steal and the layup, but when Notre Dame missed that three point attempt 
that would get in the league. Raina Perez is the one who came she down with the rebound. She was the one who got the rebound. So smallest, smallest player on the court. Smallest player on the court got the rebound and knocked down the free throws. She, she's a legend already, regardless of what happens tomorrow, next weekend. Raina Perez is an NC State basketball legend. And and let me let me just say this, and we're, we're going to go to break after this, but let me just say this. Raina Perez is – she does something that I, I said – when I watch the men's basketball team, and I say, Terquavian Smith, if he learns to have this ability, he will be one of the greatest in NC State history. She can positively affect the game even when her shot is not falling. She was two of nine from the field yesterday, one of four from deep. What did she do? And on the oh, what did she do on the flip side of that? Four steals, two assists, no turnovers. That is what I mean when I say, oh, and and when you go for that many steals, you're, you're normally thinking you're either getting burnt a lot or racking up a lot of fouls. Now, granted, she was at a mismatch against Olivia Miles. Olivia Miles got some buckets off her. She didn't rack up fouls at all. She had one personal foul the entire game. Diamond Johnson was looking like the moment was a little too big for her. Just being honest, she looked like the moment was a little too big for her at times. So, Reyna had to play a majority of the game, and she held it down. She did what she was supposed to do. She did what, again, she affected the game positively even when her shot was not falling. And, again, yeah. I said, if the, and, and I still stand by this, if DeQuavion Smith develops those skills to affect the game positively when his shot ain't falling, I am telling you the sky is the limit for that young man. He is going to be as good as he wants to be. But we also got to talk about another thing as great as it wants to be, which is Stat Hero. We all love this time of the year. We all love the buzzer beaters. We all love the upsets. We all love to see the St. Peters and the Loyolas go deep. But Stat Hero single game pick them pits star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. StatHero.com gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? StatHero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going to be up against. StatHero is the easiest way to get your sports action fixed. So this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Promo code LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. So, Jonas, you talked about it earlier. I've talked about it earlier as well. We've alluded to the Twitterverse talking about it. Let's be honest. Even though we're the one seed, we got a road game coming up on Monday. What do you expect out of this game? What What are some some key things that you're watching that you say, if this happens, then this will be be the result? I'm watching uh, I'm watching rebounding more because uh, Gino talked about it, Wes talked about it. Offensive rebounds particularly. Offense in, in, in a game like this, if you can't get the shots to fall or when the defenses are playing so tight, you know, the way to steal some extra possessions are about, you know, attacking the board offensively against the glass. Uh, against Indiana, I think UConn shot, they had 19 more shot attempts than, uh, than, than, than Indiana. And that was a big difference in the game. And that could be the difference tomorrow. Um, NC State has, you know, Kunane in the post, but 
they give up a serious size advantage to the starters uh, from UConn. So that's one thing I'm going to watch. How how NC State uh, how productive they are on the boards because that's going to be a huge difference. I mean, I think NC State can score with anybody in the country, but I just want I'm curious to see how West comes up with a strategy because you can't have six five Kunane down there battling by herself when when UConn rolls out you know six three forward, a six five forward, and a five eleven forward. You know, I mean a five eleven guard uh, in their starting lineup. So I'd be curious to see how. West finds a way, you know, does Jakia Brown turn and get down there and crash the boards? He's send everybody to the boards. Like, how he's going to counter that UConn uh, rebound attack. That's, and I think that's going to be the glaring difference in the game. When the game's over with and you look at the stat sheet, I think uh, that's going to tell the story one way or another. I feel it. I feel it. Here's here's one more thing that I think I think that we we could also be seeing because you, you took mine, and this is why we normally do pre-production on the show. We didn't do it today, and this is why <laughs> – this is why we normally do that, folks, because we, we don't run into the same stuff. But I came with a backup. Uh, you know, we come with backup plans or backup plans or backup plans. And with that being said, yeah. I think the key for NC State here, other than rebounding, of course, is how well are they doing two things. Number one, defending their paint. Mm-hmm. And number two, shooting the three. We have talked all year about how good NC State is from three and how they've been just striping from deep and, and they've been uh, a pretty much irresistible force from deep. Yeah. And yet, when we look at all of the games this tournament and the ACC tournament as well, when we dominated versus when we had close games, there was one glaring difference, our three-point percentage. Our three-point percentage against Notre Dame was our lowest in quite some time. It was 278 Against um, against I want to say it's Kansas State, it was forty seven point four. Against Longwood, it was similar. It was another one that was really high up there. Uh, it was oh I'm sorry that one wasn't as high. It was thirty two percent. But if you go through the rest of the ACC tournament, they shot fairly well going there as well. And mind you, Notre Dame is the first game since uh, I want to say Virginia Tech to end the season. That was a single digit game for us. First one. So, long story short, if you follow the the three-point percentage, that has generally been a great indicator of how we make out. And against this this UConn team, I I think that we have enough talent and enough depth to go toe-to-toe, blow for blow. And I think in a game where you're talking about rebounding being a, a, a big part of it, I think we might see a little bit more of Madison Hayes than we normally see. Because that's that's what she she is like uh, the the woman version of Dennis Rodman. When she gets in the game, you know she is there to rebound, she is there to hustle, she is there to defend, and she does all three of them well. So we will see what this thing will turn out to be. But before we before we go to break this last time, what is your prediction for this game? Vegas has UConn as three and a half point favorites. So talk to me, Jonas. What, what you got? Oh man, I hate no predictions, yo. I think I think we talk about <laughs> Yeah, we, we talk about it every time, but you know I'm gonna put you on spot every time, Joe. You know. Yeah, I am I am not a I'm not a I'm not a fan of doing predictions at all. Because I we both you know, we watch enough sports and I have that no one has a clue what's gonna happen. Exactly. We never do. We we <laughs> give it our best thoughts, we give it our best hopes and prayers, but you know, we aren't between those lines and even the people who are don't know what's gonna happen. So yes. so just for the fans' sake, for the fans' sake, what do you, what do you think? All right, well, if it's for the fans, you know, NC State is going to win until they first final four if it's for the fans. Okay, all right, yeah. NC State. The, 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 the ride continues. It's going to be it's gonna be a historic weekend because we'll have three triangle teams in the final four. Uh, for the, That's for the fans. If it's, if it's for real, I'm just like, I think State can win, but 
it's one of those situations where that everything has to go right. Like everything has to fall their way. Um, not and that, and that can happen. We've seen them do it on the road before, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's, it's the elite eight. Of course, it's not going to be easy. But I don't think I don't think it's unfair for them to be an underdog, even though they are the one seed because they are who, they, who are they playing and where they're playing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they can do it. I don't think they'll be rattled. I don't think they'll be phased. But the important thing is how they come out. And it, you know, UConn's going to run. It's going to be an emotional wave because UConn's at home. So how how they handle that is going to tell the story. Absolutely, absolutely. And again. Uh, another thing besides the the shooting that I think is going to be important, Diamond Johnson has has been a, a player that has meant a ton to this team. Yeah, her struggles last game, it it made the offense run rough shot while she was in. It it made it tough and gritty to do the little things while she was in. And this is isn't to harp on her and say she's about she's a true sophomore who came from Rutgers. She is not used to playing in huge games like this. Even in the one year that she's been at State, that's not enough time to truly get acclimated to the environment that you're seeing in the NCAA tournament and all that. Right. She's another piece of this thing, that if she comes in and is spelling the, the – if she comes in with the – not second unit because West doesn't play 10 deep, but if she comes in with that rotation that she comes in with and does great things and, and makes the offense look easy – and doesn't look like she's forcing up shots, look like her offense is coming within the flow of the offense, I think that this, like I said, I agree, this will be a historic game for the Wolfpack. And, and that's how victories are built, and these two have an immense amount for respect of respect for each other. I'm talking Gino Oriyama and Wes Moore. So we'll see how this game turns out uh, tomorrow evening. Now, speaking of Bill, I got to talk to you all about Bill Bar. These are the most amazing protein bars you will ever taste. These things taste like candy bars, even better in some instances, but they're not only good to you, they're good for you. Built Bars are amazing, especially the puffs. And let me tell you about this. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, low-carbs. I mean, it, it's it's an amazing thing if you go to their website and check out the macros. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You're coming out on the winning side here. Take care of your body with an amazing treat. And you've got any flavor you could want from mint brownie to coconut to coconut almond, even white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. And it will be delicious and it will be good to you. So go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Alrighty, so Jonas, we're about to get out of here, but but just one last thing, okay? We were seeing a situation where there could have potentially been a 75% ACC Final Four on the men's side. Does this does the success that ACC that the ACC um, had on the men's in the men's tournament does this at all change your view on the type of season this was for NC State? No. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was trying to give some help. I was trying to give some help, but no, I, I get you. I get you. I I agree. I agree. Um, honestly, for me, it, it doesn't change my perspective because I saw it as this is there was a point where. Uh, there were only seven healthy scholarship players 
Yeah. I want to say there was a two-game stretch where that was the case. Yeah. And I don't know what, what people were expecting of that. Oh, and in that time, we literally only had one player above 6'8". Right. Because I'm, I'm fairly sure Jericho Helms isn't 6'8", is he? I think he's listed like 6'7". Okay. Six, six, seven. He, he's listed at 6'7". Now, yeah. and I, I've, I've stood next to the man in person. I can tell you that's a generous 6'7", but that's another story for another time. The, the yeah. fact of the matter here is, you know, you get what you get there. And, and again, my, my redeeming hope for the men's basketball team next year is that if you look at the bottom six from the ACC last year, a majority of them were in the top five this year. Coach Keats needs to go into that transfer portal and work miracles. Arkansas got as deep as they did, and only 26% of their team had only scored a basket for Arkansas in their career. Right. Keats, that transfer portal is there. Adidas announced their NIL deal. In the words of Ron Isley, you got work to do. You got a job, <laughs> baby. You got work to do. Thank you so much for coming out, Jonas. Tell the people where they can find your work. Yeah, they can find my work on the newsandobserver.com, or they can follow me on Twitter. Where I post a lot of my work at J.E. Pope Fourth. So, yeah, that's where, that's, where, that's where you can find me. All righty. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. We appreciate y'all every single time. Listen, we, we're here for y'all. We're going to cover this thing out as long as this women's team keeps rolling, hopefully to cutting down some more nets. We'll yep. see. Either way, we're going to be back here again. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.